You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space, CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com, presented by USCC Expo, the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. You can find out more about them at usccexpo.com. Today, we talk about tribal hemp, indigenous hemp, with a company working with those who are working with Native Americans and the tribes who've been harvesting hemp for centuries. And with me today, I am uh, have the pleasure and privilege of speaking with the gentleman from Evo Hemp, the president and co-founder, Jordan Samuel and co-founder and CEO, Ari Sherman. Jordan and Ari, thanks for being with us here on Blunt Business. Hi, glad to be here. How's it going? Thanks so much for having us. Right. Thank you, Ari and Jordan. We're a pl- pleasure to have you. It's a great conversation we got coming up. So let's give some context before we get started. I want to go and talk about uh, the history of hemp in America. And Medical Marijuana Inc. wrote about this recently. And this is what they said. They, they were talking about how hemp was already being cultivated by Native Americans in the New World when colonists arrived in America in the 1600s. This is what they said. Quote, As the United States gained its independence from Great Britain in the late 18th century, hemp remained a staple. George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, our founding fathers, grew cannabis on their plantations, and Benjamin Franklin started one of America's first paper mills with hemp. According to historians, the first draft of the Declaration of Independence was written on hemp paper. Fast forward to today, prior to the passage of the Hemp Bill, the Department of Justice opened the door for hemp cultivation by Native American tribes in 2014 when it agreed that tribes can set cannabis-related laws just as states can. Quote, growing industrial hemp is an opportunity for the aging Native American population to go back to its roots with plant-based medicine and reduce dependence on the American taxpayer. So I'll leave this for both of you. Talk to me about what started the conversation when it came to a company like Evo Hemp, working with Native Americans to grow indigenous hemp. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is Ari. Uh, Jordan and I, you know, started Evo Hemp back in 2012. Um, really passionate about how uh, hemp is such a great economic driver for rural communities. Um, we're learning about the farmers up in Canada. Um, they had been cultivating uh, hemp, you know, uh, again, since 1998 when it was legalized in their country. And their farmers were earning over four times the amount of income per acre than our farmers here in the States, yeah. growing corn, wheat, and soy. Um, and, you know, with using half the amount of water without the use of chemical pesticides or fertilizers. Um, so it was a really great way to kind of revitalize our rural economies. Um, and, you know, it, around 2012, it just started coming out of the recession, but the rural areas of America were still pretty stuck in that recession that happened in 2008. So we really saw this as a great opportunity. Um, and in 2014, we were the first company to be able to launch a domestically grown source of hemp food, so the hemp hearts and protein powders. Um, and our, our partnership with uh, the Native American tribes uh, didn't happen until 2016 uh, because a gentleman named Alex Whiteplume, uh, who had started growing hemp back in 1998 but was shut down by the DEA, um, had an injunction put on him and his family that yeah. lasted up until 2016, um, where him and a legal team put together by the soap company, Dr. Bronner's, uh, were able to get that injunction lifted. Uh, Alex and his team uh, approached Jordan and I to, to partner up on a line of CBD products, uh, all cultivated by Alex and his family uh, right there on the Pine Ridge Reservation, which is the uh, poorest community in the United States. They have about an 87% unemployment rate, and the average adult lifespan is only about 55 years old. Um, so the, it was a community that could really uh, utilize the benefits of the industrial hemp plant and, and kind of bringing, uh, you know, uh, at least initially the farming and eventually the production up to their reservation as well. Now, Ari, I want to ask another question to you. In a recent press release, going on our subject here, a little segue, you said in a recent press release, quote, the focus of this project is to combine our indigenous hemp extracts with our favorite products and brands utilizing our proprietary Evo hemp infusion technology. This will help grow our mission of providing high-paying agricultural jobs to Native American tribes. Now, uh, how did this plan come to fruition, uh, and how is it you're able to go ahead and uh, offer the, the business, and you know, was there any kind of uh, obstacles when it came to working with reservations and being able to provide this work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, again, that, 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 like you said, that has been our, our core mission from day one is providing these high paying agricultural jobs uh, to these, you know, Native American and indigenous communities, because um, we really saw that, that them as a community could really benefit the most from this plant. Um, and, you know, really, in order to kind of expand that mission, uh, we've decided to partner up with other uh, food, beverage, and body care companies um, to help them source uh, a Native American grown, um, you know, hemp as well, because uh, it really kind of expands, you know, just the mission in general. So right now we're just in the Pine Ridge Reservation, uh, but I get, you know, emails almost weekly from reservations across the country uh, looking to, to partner up with us. And, um, you know, it, it allows us to go and purchase more hemp and it allows the farmers the opportunities to cultivate that much more hemp. Um, and internally here in Colorado, we uh, have a really great team of chemists that have developed some really unique technologies on how to incorporate some of these cannabinoids into some of these other products, you know, challenging ones like beverages where you're trying to eliminate, you know, taste and color and you want to make sure it's fully suspended, um, you know, in a liquid and, and protected and encapsulated.
encapsulated. Um, and so we've developed, you know, some really great technologies and uh, using all organic ingredients. Um, and we've decided, you know, it just kind of happened organically. Honestly, there's been people that have reached out to us, um, interested in the uh, hemp and CBD space, wondering how their brands and their companies could get involved. And they're really seeing the benefits, um, you know, not only for their company, but for their consumers as well. Um, and so we've kind of connected the dots and, and, you know, connected that supply chain between our Native American partners, um, our, our technology that we've developed, you know, here in Colorado and, and working with, you know, companies right now across the country um, to kind of connect all those dots together. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that, you know, beyond the, the high-paying jobs that we're able to provide through the introduction of, you know, hemp and CBD farming on the reservations, one of the biggest things that we're also providing inherently in this is we're providing them with a phenomenal food source. Uh, hemp is one of the best vegetarian sources of protein out there on the planet, has a perfect balance of omega-6 to omega-3 fatty acids, and 33% of its weight is usable protein that can be absorbed by your body. And this is super important for places like uh, the Lakota Reservation, which is essentially a food desert, you know, uh, separate from a top Taco John's, a gas station, and the store where they get their foodstuffs, there really isn't a sustainable food source out there and readily available for them to utilize. And so by providing the hemp on their reservation, we're also giving them beyond the employment, a great uh, sustainable food source that can really help them be healthy individuals. So again, I'm here with Jordan Samuel. And I'm here with Ari Sherman of Evo Hemp. We're going to have more questions for both of them. We're going to go a lot into, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to just tease this before we go to the break. Could the Native American uh, reservations, could the tribes actually profit more from hemp than they could gaming and casinos? <laughs> that We're going to actually tackle that question coming up after the break. But first, I got to talk about our sponsor, the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo where you get to be educated, engaged, and empowered within the evolution of the cannabis industry. We're here to chronicle it, and we bring lots of wonderful professionals and thousands of industry professionals to our shows. We'll be in Miami August 3rd and 4th for the return of the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. You can go learn more at the at usccexpo.com. You can learn more information, how to attend, how to possibly even speak, sponsor, or exhibit at the show as well. Again, August 3rd and 4th inside the Hyatt Regency Beautiful downtown Miami, completely restored, renovated building. It's a beautiful place and a wonderful place when we did this last year to really hold the show. A really bustling wall market type trade show floor loaded with uh, exhibitors that I hope you'll get a chance to see. And also the great uh, Expo Hall, really just the uh, the sessions we're going to have as well. We are, we're working on a great agenda for you. We'll have more information about that in the coming months. Please go ahead and learn more as we move along at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Back with more Blunt Misses after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? 
Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with Evo Hemp president and co-founder Jordan Samuel, and also from Evo Hemp co-founder and CEO Ari Sherman. Gentlemen, thanks for coming back. This was fascinating to read. I got to ask you about this. This, because I, I mean, I, you know, down here in South Florida, I'm at, we have the Seminoles, and obviously gaming is quite prominent here, and that's also says the most for the rest of the country for the tribes to to really make a revenue and to put back into the communities. Now. Reading from this, I saw, quote, the Industrial Hemp Project could possibly overtake Indian gaming, not only in terms of employment, but also in terms of revenue to the Navajo, uh, end quote. This is according to Al Henderson. He's a senior Navajo economic advisor, noting that the 360,000-member tribe had an unemployment rate of 40 to 50%. Could there be a time, gentlemen, where hemp could become bigger business over gambling for Native Americans? Um, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to say never, but, you know, currently the the size of the industry here in the United States compared to how much income they're making on the reservation from gambling, about 32 million co- or billion collectively, it's not uh, quite there yet. However, I think uh, where the, the big opportunity lies is a lot of the reservations are in very rural areas where they're not near anything heavily populated. And it's really giving them an opportunity to grow and flourish and become profitable, have great employment, have great food source, and you know, great, a great income source in these areas where a casino really wouldn't uh, work. Uh, Ari, did you wanna add to that? Um, yeah, I mean, that that's uh, basically the answer is the fact oh, that, oh. <laughs> you know, in total, uh, you know, cannabis in general, even beyond hemp, uh, is, you know, potentially a $50 billion market in here in the United States. Uh, that's hemp and, you know, uh, THC products. And so if you look at that compared to the size, like Jordan mentioned, it's about $32 billion in 2017. Um that's just a Native American gaming industry. I do not foresee that ever kind of eclipsing that. Um, but to Jordan's point, um, there are a lot of very, very poor uh, Native American tribes that do not have casinos because, mm-hmm. like Jordan said, it's just not feasible to put a casino in the southern part of South Dakota. And I mean, even if they would, 
there's really just not that much traffic to drive that much revenue. So I think there are a significant amount of Native American reservations in this country that will make more money off of industrial hemp than gambling. Absolutely. Uh, but if you look at the industry as a whole, I think it will be tough. As long as there's another revenue stream for those folks, that's really what's important. And I think, and, and also this is an industry where it's not, it doesn't, I mean, I still, I mean, really honestly, nothing to be looked down upon when it comes to having, you know, an agricultural fa- f- factor for the reservations, something more to make most of the land instead of just building large, lightly brit structures. I mean, that's something that would be good for everybody and also beneficial overall. Then maybe so much would be for gaming in general, but... That's neither here nor there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 100%. One of the things that we're most excited about is the potential of the actual building materials that are going to come from these hemp plants that we're using. Um, You know, it's such a multi-purpose crop that, you know, we're trying to develop these genetics where, you know, you can utilize the seed, you can still have a good amount of cannabinoid content, and then also have a good amount of stocks left over uh, to make hempcrete out of and build homes. Because right now, about 60% of the homes on the Pine Ridge Reservation should technically be demolished because of mold issues or structural oh. problems. Um, and so there's a lot more benefits, you know, just than financial uh, from this plant. Interesting point. Now, there was a recent online feedback session presented by the USDA, Department of Agriculture. At least six representatives from groups of indigenous people described their visions for a regulated and equitable industrial hemp program. Some asked for clarification on how tribes and sovereign nations can participate in the 2019 planting season. Now, the 2018 Farm Bill allows continued planting of hemp under the earlier 2014 legislation's research provisions. But one representative stated that, quote, but the Farm Bill, it does not allow that tribes can grow under those requirements. When the USD comes out with the regulations, it'll be too late for this farming season. And that concern was echoed by other speakers' remarks as well. An attorney representing one of the tribes said this, quote, delaying this out to 2020 or beyond is going to hurt tribes, he said. Do you see any reason for concern for what you're working on or for other tribes? Um. Yeah, there, there's definitely a, a concern. I mean, uh, as you mentioned, the, the 2018 Farm Bill did provide uh, this, you know, administrative mechanism uh, for these tribes to, to go ahead and kind of uh, create their own regulatory bodies uh, internally. Um, as long as they are able to develop, you know, uh, and submit this this comprehensive plan that they've created uh, to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Um, so, you know, personally, we are working directly right now with uh, the, the Pine Ridge Tribal Council, the Lakota Tribal Council, uh, to, to get these plans in place. So they're in the middle right now of kind of structuring their own regulatory body. And then, um, you know, they're also trying to decide if they want the USDA's permission. Because honestly, um, some of these tribes, they're a little bit different. Some have, uh, you know, quote, technical sovereign status because they're a treaty tribe, which the Lakotas do, um, which kind of gives them a little bit more protection um, from the federal government than other tribes. So it's not all created equal. Um, and, you know, we have been uh, working with the Lakota tribe and Alex Whiteplume uh, to cultivate this industrial hemp, you know, around this sovereign status where they are creating their own and have their own, um, you know, regulatory body and they, and they test the hemp that is being grown and they have, you know, their uh, regulations in place. Um, but they're trying to decide right now if they're going to wait for that USDA uh, permission. Now, the Democracy Now! podcast uh, they recently featured a discussion about the 
the indigenous-led fight against destructive oil pipelines and the revolutionary potential, revolutionary potential of the Green New Deal. The guest was Winona Leduc. She's the Ojibwe environmental leader and executive director of the group Honor the Earth. She said this, quote, What I want to do is rebuild the hemp industry in Indian country, and I want us at the table, not on the menu. I want us to be in the leadership of this next economy because we have a lot of territory upon which you can grow hemp and we can rebuild the light manufacturing industry in this country, end quote. From your business standpoint, I'll leave this to both of you. Do you see room to grow and expand with this project to where Winona's intent can become a reality? I do, absolutely. Um, and that's what, you know, we work towards every single day. You know, we love uh, what Winona um, does and what she stands for. And, you know, we're, we're right there behind her. And we've always tried to take that approach um, with our business that, you know, it's a true partnership that we have, um, we know, with our tribal partners. Um, it, it's not something where we come in there and we say, hey, we need X amount of, of product and here's the price we're going to pay. Um, you know, we have profit sharing models in place. Um, you know, we pay significantly higher than market value um, for our products grown by the, the native tribes because, you know, it is what we're truly passionate about is, is making sure that they get a very strong industry built and, you know, kind of next steps for us and them is um, work on the processing side. So right now we've, you know, Alex Whiteplume has formed an indigenous consulting group where, you know, he's now speaking with a number of other tribes across the country. And, and this is, you know, all native owned and this is, you know, with help of, of our team and uh, our team going in and doing the farm management and working with Alex and his farmers, um, making sure that they, you know, understand the most up-to-date practices. So we do work directly with them, but this is, these are all their projects. This is all on their land and we are helping to facilitate that and market and distribute these products. Um, but we really want it to be theirs and so that they can build it how they want to. And, you know, we can just be there to help. And when it comes to building more processing and manufacturing facilities, I mean, we, we will be right there next to them but it will be their projects uh jordan do you want to add to that no i think ari uh, pretty much covered that very well <laughs> um again you know it's definitely our mission to help uh these uh sovereign nations become self-sustainable and flourish and so uh right there with what ari was saying you know we're we're there to help them as much as they need but we want them to own the processing and the manufacturing and really be able to you know uh use this a um, to support their industries for years and generations to come. Now, this is a subject we don't ever come across, but here we go. Because of the fact this is a, we're talking about indigenous nations. They are sovereign. The tax revenue they receive, including from cannabis-related businesses on their lands, do not go to the state. So my question for both of you, talk to me about the benefits that gives that this gives Native Americans and what kind of benefit, if there's any, would you be able to get from this? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's obviously a tremendous benefit, you know, uh, directly to the, the native tribes um, as far as their tax status with the federal government. Um, but, you know, I think it just kind of barely offsets the, the challenges that they really face due to lack of infrastructure. Um, 
because they do not pay that much taxes, the federal government does not really give them that much aid. I mean, perfect example is right now with the flooding that's happened, you know, in, in the Midwest and specifically on the Pine Ridge Reservation, there was tons of roads that were completely washed away because they, they don't get the federal uh, funding or attention to kind of help repair their, their own internal infrastructure. Um, so really just, I, I think it kind of zeroes itself out, honestly, um, that the tax benefits that they will get because they have to put that much more time and effort into really, you know, taking care of their own land and their own roads and um, their own internal infrastructure. Um, and for us, it doesn't really have an effect um, because again, you know, we, we are their partners, but we do not, uh, you know, we're, we're out of Colorado and, and pay our taxes um, just like any other state here or any other business in the state of Colorado. So it doesn't, we don't have any direct benefits uh, financially from that. Um, and, you know, sad to say, I, I really think in long term, they don't really get it either. I, I, when the businesses grow and the numbers grow and become significantly larger and they're making a lot more money off of this industry, I do see that that benefit can really take shape. But right now they're, you know, just kind of digging themselves out of this hole that they keep getting put into. Yeah. Now it's a, it's an ongoing struggle just to roll the ball back up the hill and, and try to avoid from having it fall back down. Just trying to get over the hill, if you will. Exactly. So again, I'm here with Jordan Simmel, president and co-founder of Evo Hemp and co-founder CEO of Evo Hemp, Ari Sherman, back with final questions with both of them in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chich and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. Business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crap, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back here on Blunt Business with Evo Hemp President and Co-Founder Jordan Samuel and Co-Founder and CEO Ari Sherman. Uh, gentlemen, I know that you, uh, Evo Hemp was recently showcased at the National Products Expo West show in Anaheim, California, and I know uh, natural products uh, is something uh, is we're going to be trying to with the USCC Expo. They're going to be joining in with us uh, many ways uh, in a 
somewhat of a partnership or participation coming up at USCC Expo in Miami and in Phoenix this August and October, respectively. So let's talk about what you did show at Expo West. You unveiled a new line of CBD-infused food products that include hemp hearts, hemp protein, hemp seed oil, hemp bars, and more. So talk about what you showcased. Yeah, so we introduced an entire line of uh, hemp-infused products, you know, like you just mentioned. We also are working on a line of uh, some topicals, as well as coming out with uh, some new tinctures and gummies uh, are in the pipeline as well. Um, really with uh, the hemp and CBD industry growing at such a rapid pace, uh, we really noticed that the next step was going to be uh, foods infused with CBD. And so with that, you know, um, it made a lot of sense for us to take our current hemp items, add CBD to it to really present, you know, an entire full spectrum, truly full spectrum hemp product that has not only the hemp as the protein, but has the full spectrum hemp extract, including CBD in the product as well. And so for us, you know, we really see CBD as a added ingredient similar to that of calcium, for instance, you know, uh, something like milk fortified with calcium, that's really how we see CBD being used. And so we wanted to show all of the potential usages with CBD and really uh, present that in our products. Now, the other thing I also saw that you worked on, and this is a press release as I'm recording today here, uh, April 10th, or excuse me, uh, yeah, April uh, 12th, excuse me. I just saw a press release come down the line that uh, you're partnering with Forest Coffee Training Company, and now you're making new CBD cold brew coffee. This is <laughs> fascinating. Uh, Talk about how this put got put together and, you know, how does it work out with CBD working with a cold? I don't think I've known anybody else that does cold brew coffee with CBD yet, or unless I'm missing something. Yeah, it's a you know, really great partnership that we're really excited about. Like we kind of mentioned uh, at the beginning of this conversation, um, you know, we, we started working with a handful of other food and beverage and body care companies. Um, and you know, really specifically uh, lately, the, the beverage industry has gravitated uh, dramatically towards you know, CBD. We're seeing all types of different CBD beverages. Um, our first actual partnership was with a, a, a lemonade a group uh, called Honey Drop. Um, and they have three different flavors of a lemonade that we use our, uh, you know, like I said, we've got some really awesome proprietary technology here at Evo Hemp on uh, getting these cannabinoids, you know, more water soluble and, um, you know, with, with less flavor to them, but still maintaining a full spectrum extract. Uh, and so we've, we've worked with these beverage companies and there's a group called Forest uh, Coffee based in here in Denver. Uh, they have a really great product. Honestly, it was my favorite cold brew coffee even before they approached us, um, specifically because their beans come from Thailand. Uh, these, these Thailand beans, they're not as great when you drink the coffee warm um, because they have less flavor to them, but uh-huh. it also makes it even, but what it does make is a better cold brew coffee because it has less flavor. And so you don't get kind of the acidic notes yeah. that come out in, in some cold coffees. It's a really smooth, you know, really great uh, cherry, dark chocolate kind of notes that come out. Um, and, you know, a really great local company. They, they approached Jordan and I on, you know, uh, working together because they, they do, you know, really love our mission about supporting these native tribes, um, but also because we do really have kind of a superior technology on, on getting, you know, CBD into their beverage. Um, so really excited with, with that partnership. I mean, I'm surprised from Thailand of all, I mean, I would think Columbia, of course, we've always heard about Juan Valdez, but Thailand, and then I'm looking in the press release about how they do this. Forest Coffee does where they get uh, thumped through micro lots, and it's the pulping, minimal fermentation, the coffee being semi washed and dried on elevated 
bamboo platforms that protect the beans from dust and debris to ensure it's the highest quality. Wow. <laughs> it's like Thailand brewed coffee. That's a, that's a new one for me. I didn't even realize that it did that there. Uh, that was really interesting. So, and so yeah, part of the thing was really you like the idea of Thailand cold brew coffee. Where'd you try that at? Um, you know, honestly, it, it was uh, they're they're a relatively small local brand uh, here in Colorado, but huh. you can find their products in the uh, Whole Foods Market and, and Safeway stores. Oh, okay. And um, I, I tried it for the first time at, at a Whole Foods Market, um, huh. and uh, you know, it's a really cool collaboration because yeah. you know the their farmers are again, like you said, they're, they're small family farmers. Um, they're all native and, and indigenous small community in northern part of Thailand. Um, so it's really kind of fun to be able to, you know, collaborate the two, uh, you know, countries where we have our awesome small, you know, Native American farming partners working with, uh, you know, these native communities out of Thailand, um, really combining the both incredible benefits from the coffee bean as, as well as the hemp plant. Um, so it, it makes for a really cool story as well. Jordan, I know you wanted to chime in. Um, yeah, you know, like Ari mentioned, it, it's been really a great partnership. Um, uh, Forrest kind of reached out to us. They're, they're based out of Denver. We're a Boulder company. And anytime that we can, you know, uh, do a partnership with local companies and other food companies that are like-minded, we really enjoy that opportunity. And it really helps not only get our brand out there, but uh, helps uh, get like-minded individuals with the same mission together and really uh, helps uh, project that to the customer base. Excellent. And I also noticed in the, the press uh, release, uh, what a quote. This is like a liquid hug for your brain. <laughs> I want to know what that's like. I think that, that'll just keep people kind of thinking about it and going grab a case, a uh, 12-pack, if you will, from uh, all this. So, folks, uh, we're, all, we're, almost, we're out of time. I can't believe it. We've gotten to this point. And uh, Jordan and Ari, I really do appreciate you both making time to join us here on the show. Uh, real quickly, I know we've already kind of already done a chance to talk about the product line, but uh, – Please take another minute, talk to our listeners, and you know, each take a little bit of time to let our listeners know how we can learn more about Evo Hemp, what you're doing on the cause with the indigenous tribes, and what you're doing with the product line and what we have coming up that we can look forward from you both. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we really enjoyed um, being on, and, and thanks for having us. Um, really excited about you know continuing our mission, um, you know expanding our, our, our native network with with our indigenous farming partners um, here in the United States. Um, you know continuing to to kind of grow the business with, with other uh, brands as well, working for other partnerships um, in the food and beverage and body care space on on how we can you know help fuel our mission. Um, here in Colorado. Uh, and then also you can find our products uh, in a number of retailers like Whole Foods, Costco, uh, Kroger. Um, an easy way also is uh, evohemp.com. And you can find us on social media at evohemp. Fantastic. So, I mean, and I'm just seeing across the board, there's a lot of new announcements coming from evohemp. And I really, I, it's, it's a great service you're doing for the tribe. So I really do appreciate that. And it's a story that was just fascinating to hear about that and just to say, okay, you know, this would be a place to go and go to. And obviously the kind of history they all have, you know, the, you know, they're going to be well, the, the Native Americans are well suited to really go through something that they've done for centuries. They should be able to go ahead and properly be able to go ahead and uh, procure and, and harvest hemp. And with the help of you to be able to go and get it uh, produced and distributed and really put a great partnership together, I think it's a great move forward. And I think that's uh another way of helping the environment, helping those uh, that really need, that are less fortunate. 
Thank you so much. Yeah, we're, we're really excited. And, and some of the new products we got coming out recently is a, uh, a topical line uh, we call our, our indigenous botanical blend. Uh, so the mission behind that is incorporating some of the other uh, native herbs and plants and flowers uh, grown by our native partners like lavender and sage and, and things that they have been, yeah. you know, like you said, cultivating for, for you know, generations um, and how we can help support them, you know, beyond the hemp plant and, and combine the best benefits of the uh, you know all of the herbs that they're cultivating so really excited about that as well awesome awesome oh right, well i'm here with president co-founder jordan samuel and ari sherman co-founder and ceo of evo hemp and we thank you both for being with us here on plump business thank you so much for being on and uh let's definitely keep up and keep in touch and we'd love to keep in line with what's going on with uh, what you're doing down the line pretty soon that sounds great much appreciated thank you so much for your time our pleasure so one more time before we get out of here the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. I talk about this all the time. I could keep reading the script over and over until I'm blue in the face because I need you to come. I want you to come and via this show. It's in Miami, Florida. It's a great time of year. The weather's awesome. Great nighttime, nighttime networking. We're going to have a great show. Agenda's going to be really wonderful. Thousands of people are going to be showing up from all over the country, all over the world to be a part of our show. And you shouldn't miss out. The Miami show is going to be fantastic. It's August 3rd and 4th. The Hyatt Regency, downtown Miami, they were doing some work on the on the hotel. It's been renovated. It's sparkling brand new, and it's a great place to be. It's a great venue. We're so thankful to be there once again. I really enjoy that show, and I mean, we're looking forward to going and putting this all together and putting another great show out there. We'd love to hear your feedback about Agenda. We'd love to know if you want to be able to, if you're interested in speaking, sponsor, or exhibiting at the show. By all means, reach out to our team at usccexpo.com. And most importantly, get your passes now before they run out. And join us at the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 34th in Miami, Florida. Go to usccexpo.com to learn more. Thanks for joining us, folks. You can download past episodes of Blunt Business by going to cannabisradio.com. Subscribe to the show. Please rate and review this show. We're putting out a lot of content for you. And if you love it, please let us know about it. Go to Apple Podcasts and put a rate and review out there. Put us for five stars, please. Much appreciated. Also find us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.